0: In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. It's British Open week,
1: and sadly, as you listen to this show on Saturday morning on WJFK FM 106.7, you will not have any up-to-date scores on anything as we tape in the middle of the week. But we've got Open Championship stuff to talk about a plenty, so let's get to it. Next week will be the full recap show, and I think it's going to be... A good one. Hello, boys. How we doing? John Ronas, Director of Golf at River Creek in the A position today. How are you, my friend? Wonderful yourself. Okay, fantastic. Uh, John Gould, Executive Director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, is in the middle seat.
2: Good morning, and, and it's, I think I'm the only one who's, the, the pre-recording is still accurate on, on my title and all that stuff. And it's probably the only <laughs> one of the we, four. We,
1: we've got updating to do. <laughs> Randy Ramsey is our fourth floor manager here at Golfdom. And father of Ryan Ramsey, who just finished playing baseball at Maryland. He's having the summer of Ryan. How is the summer of
3: Ryan going? Uh, it's real, like I said, uh, said and before, spectacular. I, I want to be I wanna be that kid someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh but he's getting ready this uh, this weekend will be the draft. Oh that's right. Nice. Nice. Okay, what round do we think? Uh we're not You're not gonna when say he goes, he goes. You don't <laughs> yeah, jinx you it, right? right okay. Exactly. You having a party? Uh, We are going to go up, uh, hang out at the old homestead up in up in Jersey. Bunch of the coaches, friends. So off we go. Summer of
1: Ryan. It's real and it's spectacular, as they say. (laughs) Okay, I had a pseudo policy Ronus, on the show here to not overdo it on the L.I.V. talk that I want this show to be about the game, about the game we love and our experiences, it experiences in it and the relationships and everything else, right? You know, this is something that has soaked up too much shelf space, in my opinion. However, this week is an exception, because the big cat spoke for the first time about the LIV tour. And I believe in a mere one minute and 20 second soundbite that I heard, he had a better takedown on all fronts of the nonsense that it is than I've heard anybody else articulate. It was spectacular. I said it was not just a mic drop bite. It was a drop the mic, dig a hole, bury the mic, pour concrete on the mic kind of a statement. He went through it piece by piece talking about competition. It's like what, he actually said, what's the point of practicing? If you're what's, be the honest to what's the incentive? What's the incentive to practice? Yeah. He talked about how 54 holes, that's, that's for the old guys yeah. that can't get around. We used to have around. playoffs that long. We used to have playoffs that were 36 <laughs> holes long. He also said, you know, these young guys that jumped, they may never play in a major because of the world golf ranking points. It was spectacular.
4: And needed. Needed, right? Very, very it? needed. You needed Tiger. You know, Jack Nicholas is is made his points clear, but at the same time, Tiger's still relevant, and Jack is not. Um, even though to us, Jack is right. But uh, yeah, I mean, the points were very simple. Now, Tiger stands there in a position. I think he kind of made it clear he's not out there for the money, right. and. I believe that Tiger was never out there for money.
1: Tiger once said famously, Gould, you remember? He said, if you win, the money takes care of itself. That's a bite that's on camera of him as a 21-year-old.
2: Yeah, it, it, you know, if you look at it a little bit, you know, sarcastically, it's easy to say it's not about the money when you have all that money. He had
1: Nike money behind right. him. But, right. Randy, I looked it up. The Nike money, you want to guess at what his first Nike contract was? Was it $40? 5 for 45 good answer. Yeah. Five for forty-five. Now that is the equivalent of the Louisiana purchase for Phil Knight, right? That's right. like the greatest deal ever signed, <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah.
2: correct. But but he so he was never in the position of: Am I going to make enough money to to be on the tour next year? Am I going to no. be able to pay for my hotels? So that was never a factor. That being said, it's not a factor for any of the guys that left either. They all have plenty of money to to not. That's not the concern. It's not some does Taylor kid.
1: Gooch have enough money? Maybe does not. Matthew Wolf have enough money?
2: The college kid that came out uh, oh, yeah, uh, the, in Chirito or whatever his right, last name
1: is. Uh, right. You know, yeah, I mean.
4: Well, the, please, but Tiger, was, Tiger is, was
1: already a bona fide stud.
4: Three U.S. amateurs in a row.
1: Plus three yeah. juniors. Tiger, yeah, so, Tiger
4: never had the thought of money anyways right. in, his, in his mind of, can I make the tour card? His his full, full focus at the beginning was Best of world all dominance. Yeah, And so the he – he knew that the path that he had to take, and actually, he trailblazed that path, was to break all records in golf and be the greatest golfer to and ever And be major-focused. And like you focused said, on money is a secondary source of that. He knew he would make money, but he, he pursued right.
1: dominance. Yeah, I, uh, I love the answer on many fronts, and I also started remembering things like, oh, yeah, he played his way into a tour card in the rump end of the season, yep. after he won the amateur Played the John
2: Deere. Yeah. And he played Disney. Vegas. Disney. He won yep.
1: Disney, right? Yep. And yep. he won yep. Vegas. <laughs> it was crazy. Yep. He's like, all right, watch this. I need to get enough money to get my tour card. Let's mop this up yep. <laughs> when the tour yep. is
3: basically over for the year. Yep. Those, those young guys at 22, are they thinking that, hey, I want to leave a legacy on this, on this game, and if I win two, three, four, six majors – I'm still not approaching the top, be it Nicholas or Tiger. So at that point, at 22, you know what? Somebody wants to give me hundred million dollars, so I can never make my mark in this game.
1: So you think the younger generation, in a way, has not necessarily been inspired by Tiger, but almost
4: disheartened? Yeah, intimidated wow, this by is g- Mount Woods. Yeah, but this is the generation that we live in. I mean, it's a, it's a much larger conversation of work for as, as little as you possibly can oh boy, here we for go. as much money as you possibly can and then blame everyone else for everything that goes wrong. And, and that's, that you don't have. We have this set at the top of this is how we do things now, and it's a joke. But Tiger sat back and said, oh, you mean work is not important? You mean practice is not important? You mean getting yourself to be the best you possibly can be in life is not important? I don't care if it's golf or anything else. But that's what right. Tiger said. So if you're not interested in being the best you possibly can be at something, then go, go right ahead. Go, go to the lift tour. Steel sharpen steel. Let's yep. talk
1: about competition. All of us have played competitively in some sport or another along the way. What have you learned about competition when it comes to sports, and what has it taught you?
4: Well, you know, Randy's going through something right now as far as what his son is going to do. He's... You know, he's going to get drafted. He's going to be a professional athlete. In Major League Baseball. In Major League Baseball. Drafted.
1: That's nothing to sneeze at.
4: But when we're sitting there at 13 years old on double headers in travel baseball, you sit here and you say, is this worth it? Well, it may – it's a very, very extremely small position that's going to be sitting there at a draft party. But what you learn as a teammate, as someone who's going to fail – and someone who's going to succeed. Those are the things that it cannot be taught in anything but sports. Golf's a little bit more of an individual sport, but if you get the chance to play in in college, certainly, and be part of a team and, you know, play your practice round and see who sleeps in the bunk so they don't have to sleep in your coach's room, those are the things that you learn. Competition is good. Competition can be handled without hating everyone around you. But these are lessons that you learn that you cannot, I'll I'll say forever, you cannot learn that in the academic world or anywhere else. So sports is fantastic for setting you up for life.
2: And, And on top of that, you know, that's the kind of existential stuff. But in terms of our own skills, there's no way to measure your skills other than in competition. I could sit, you know, in, in the baseball case, I could hit balls in a batting machine or off a practice pitcher all day long and get grooved. But when i got to do it and somebody's pitching or in golf, obviously the, 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 the analogy is when I've got to make a putt that's eight foot. Yeah, that to make a, it. I made a million times on the practice tee because there was no – on practice green because there's no pressure. We're just goofing around. I make those all day. But now can I make it when and I it? And that
4: will get you ready for that boardroom when you have someone staring at you saying you better bring it and you can because you did face that O2 count and you came through
2: and we as you indicated we failed sometimes too and sure. we can take a look yeah. back at it and say well why did i fail well mm-hmm. i was not ready for that putt or that that tee shot you know right. i didn't practice that enough or my i couldn't get my my nerves under control yeah. and, and but now i know what i need to do next time
3: Randy. look at uh, just looking at this group we we talk about big leagues or or turning pro and all that, I'm looking at us. We're, you know, let's set the bar a little bit lower and talk about high school or any of those good things that we were a part of. And at the end of the day, you know, my son is going up to hang with his high school buddies for his biggest day because those are the relationships that were there. And no one remembers if you struck out on an 0-2 pitch or all the stats and all that. They remember, were you a good dude to – everybody on that team, right. whether or not they played or not. And if you're a good guy, everybody rallies around you and wants to be a part of it. And I think that's where some of the guys yep. on, on this live thing are missing, that they're, yep. they're not viewed as the good but, guys. But, you know,
4: they weren't good guys. Any- yeah, right. They weren't good guys anyways. <laughs> so it's expected that they're going to go out into something like this because they weren't good teammates. No, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, first moment you remember, round the horn here,
1: that first moment you remember in which you learned as a kid playing some kind of sport – there's competition even better than what you thought existed. I'll go oh. first. It, you know, National League, McLean, Little League, off of, <laughs> off of Lewinsville Road. Was it Lewinsville Road? I forget the, oh, the I road well, it was off no, of. I Old Dominion, well. maybe. Yeah. Mean and streets. The mean streets of McLean. And sure enough, you know, against the Fitzgerald properties and the Mort's booteries in the hut. National League, yeah. there was a certain level. You played those across the conference games against the American League side and Wayne Insulation, Mm. and they were the killer team, and you're like, oh, my God, these guys are good. (laughs) And then you got on the all-star team, and you played Vienna, and Uh you're like, son of a B. Vienna's tough as hell. Yep. That was my first moment. What was the yeah. first time you noticed in life there's somebody better than you? My I mean, you've f- got to be
4: better. <laughs> my first moment was the Yale Invitation. It was our first college tournament. Okay. And I got recruited, and, and, and my coach was kind of talking it up a little bit. We had the, you know, I, was, I had some accolades. So I played with Tim Petrovic. He nice. was a senior, I think, yeah. when I was a freshman. We went to Yale. I think I shot like 74, 75. I was very happy with Pretty myself. Happy, yeah, He shot 64. <laughs> <laughs> and tied Ken Venturi's record that day. And I said, ooh, I'm in a little bit of trouble here. And Tim Petrovic was a tour journeyman, but
1: he made Still's the tour. Still's on tour. Still's still on, on tour? Still on senior still. tour. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh,
2: mine in golf came early. Uh, junior club <laughs> championship. Uh, a guy who ended up turning pro, uh, Don Meadows, who's now uh, p- past president of the Florida sec- South Florida section, just you know wiped me up and down the floor. Baseball I was a little more competitive made all-star teams. We were the Manassas team that used to beat McLean and Vienna because mm-hmm. uh-huh. they were easy for us to beat, <laughs> oh, by the way.
1: The rough-and-tumble Manassas, <laughs> right. Correct, right. correct.
2: So, I, I mean, I played pretty well in high school, and, and you know, um, it, and it, it was playing in uh, playoff games in, in high school that we just got wiped off the floor. Yeah. You know, throwing p- pitchers that I just – I literally couldn't get the pad around in right, the time. Right. So Randy, was, what about Sid, you?
3: Sidwell Friends Basketball League – High school, I came from the backside and pinned Cedric Lewis on the board. Wow. He turned and looked at me. My next three shots, driving layup, about a 15-footer, and I took about a 25-foot jumper, and he came flying out, blocked every single one. (laughs) The third one, Coach Thompson, is watching the game. He catches it and looks at me and says, Son, I'd stop shooting tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is good stuff. A couple other mop-ups. The Live Tour has officially applied for official World Golf ranking points, and the uh, head of the R&A uh, put out a statement saying, we've got their application, we're going to review it. Will the Live Tour need to modify their format to get those precious points?
4: Well, I hope.
2: Yeah, the, the, from what I've read, and I'm not an expert in this, but what I've read is the official ruling is it has to be a 72-hole uh, uh, event, right. and it has to have a field size 75 plus. 75 plus, which neither of those apply. And it has
1: to have a cut. Right, so but, they're already over three on the existing
2: right. rules. The the problem on their side is the Tiger Woods, uh, whatever that uh, winter event is. They gave that. O- they gave w- that W-G-R OWGR, points. so he has an yeah. exemption yeah. into that. So they either take it away. The easiest way is to take it away. Yeah. Take it away from Tiger, and but they have set the precedent that yeah. they were able to do that.
3: Randy, am I am I missing? I was trying to think through it. Am I missing a sport where I as a player can play in? Two professional leagues at the same time. Because, <laughs> not often, right? Like not often. Baseball, basketball. I mean, you can't women's professional in basketball two play, can, in two different sports. You two different sports, but at the same time. So basically, these are two separate yeah. entities. But I
4: golf, you ch- can right I now. I
3: choose to
4: play right. in one or the other. That's but, it. But golf you can right now on the PGA and the European Tour.
1: But they've got an agreement. But they've got, a, yeah. they've so got an arrangement. It's almost like the same thing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well,
4: That'll be interesting.
1: Also, the Live Tour guys have been treated like pariahs this week by the RNA. Some very bad tee times. They have not been brought up to the podium to be interviewed. Mickelson being a past champion. I don't even know if he was in that photo. He was not. Well, he, he chose not to come. He got invited to that. And he chose not to be in the photo. Yeah. What
4: about the... To uh, the
1: champion's uh, dinner. Yeah. What about the champion's so, uh, why, why would
4: he do that? I have no idea. Ronas? Uh, he's, he's out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about the Champions Tournament? He chose not to do that. Obviously, no, he was too. not there. They he, took a photo Nicholson of all got the... got invited. He did.
2: Norman okay. was disinvited. There's okay. a f-
1: Right. And Norman was totally treated like a pariah. Yeah, uh, what was Was that right? Has the RNA been a little bit too no, petty? No, it's totally no. right. Okay. All
2: Someone right. has to step well, up. And, and even if it wasn't just being vindictive, they're trying to make this about the Open Championship, not Correct. the British Open. Correct. The Open Championship at and St. Andrews. Yeah, Andrews. They don't want all the talk to be about live golf. They don't want all the talk to be about, Phil, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You know, Greg Norman, how come you're doing this? They want the conversation to be about St. And Andrews. I know we're
4: going to talk about that Monday, that Monday outing thing, but it was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, the okay. championship. Mean, goosebumps.
1: Yeah. We will talk about it next in a quick nine. We are plausibly live taped on a Wednesday of the Open Championship Week at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Come on by, get fit for clubs in one of these beautiful studios or get all the gear you need out there in the golf wonderland that
0: is. We're back with a quick nine right after this. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a twenty-foot ball retriever.
1: Good to be back here at Golfdom this week, live, plausibly so in person. John Ronis, director of golf at River Creek. John Gould, the executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, and Randy Ramsey, one of the floor managers here at Golfdom, to round out the foursome. So we go to a quick nine here nine hypotheticals, conversation starters. Mr. Ronus has already said that one of his assistants at River Creek has said he admires one of my mm. holes very much as a very interesting question. Hard time knowing which one that's going to be. I think they're all pretty good. You know, of all my
4: layouts for a quick nine, <laughs> some are better than others. You know I'll be sa- perfectly the, honest. The some are Don't hurt your arm. I read up to this Question, and I haven't read any of the other ones because I got so fixated on well, this. Well, the rest of the course may stink. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. We'll have to
1: see. Okay, That's great. Here we go. Hole number one. Should the U.S. Open and should the PGA, your organization, Mr. Gould, and you, Mr. Ronas, should it adopt a Champions mini-round like the Open has done, at least at St. Andrews? They play 1-2-17-18. I don't know if they play this anywhere else at the other ROTA courses.
4: I don't either. I've never heard of it. No, before. I don't think they've done it before. It Maybe they did it five years ago. Oh,
2: really? At, at last time was St. So Andrews. this is the
1: first time that I'm aware of. This is their version of the par three tournament, right? Yep. But it's uniquely suitable for the old course because of the short loop. Yep. Not sure you could do that somewhere else.
4: I don't it's either. It's great. But it's
1: amazing. Okay, yeah. I, I agree that it's amazing.
4: They they all
2: have past champion dinners, and those are all awesome.
1: I think the RNA added their past champion dinner within the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that existed forever. I may be wrong.
2: Well, I'm sure I'm certain that Augusta has done it for a long time. Augusta's and, and done it all, for the longest and they all copy time. Copy them. I know the PGA right. does. I don't does know the U.S. Open?
1: I, I don't know, but I think okay. they do. Okay, they, you almost. So almost what was to to. what was so great, boys, about the four hole little tournament? Teams of four. Very inclusive. Mixed, they had some yep. female. They had some women's open winners yep. in the mix. A couple of disabled golfers. Yep, in the mix. Yeah.
4: I mean, they just did it perfectly. They had. They were the so mix inclusive. Mix of generations. And then, yep. I mean, look, it just comes down to Jack and Tiger standing on the bridge. <coughs> yeah, I mean, that's. Tiger I mean, how about that photo? <Yeah>.
1: Was it was so unbelievable, funny. but yeah, son of a bitch, you got me with your yeah. foot trick. Yeah. There. Yeah, I trying to get taller that. than him, right? And and never <laughs> once said, "Hey, I, I'm losing feeling here." I'm no. like, he didn't look down. There, held the pose. That's it the was... first time they've ever posed on that bridge together, right? And gotta be,
4: gotta be. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable that how, as a golfer, and standing on that bridge and knowing that, and then you see Tiger and Jack that's... because you know I have the picture of Palmer and he signed it for me, and that's a big mm-hmm. deal. And Jack's been there. With Tiger and Jack, and then that picture of Tiger and Jack and 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 the wives and and I think the caddies, yeah, whoever else was on that bridge, it was yep. just like wow, and that's what caught my eye. The Tiger What's going Jack on here,
1: the Tiger Jack photo is going to be in man caves all around America for yeah. the longest time now. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. And the other groups so, were
2: so good too. I mean, getting getting Sun, I mean, uh, Fanny back for Nick Faldo and it cool.
1: I mean, they it, they really as, as I was Mona shocked. Said, for, I wanted to see Faldo play golf because. I don't know if he plays anymore, <laughs> you know, and, and I want to see how the move looks. They won. They won, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But who knows, if, who knows if he cut him any shots.
4: I don't know. Really yeah, we'll no see shots. about
1: that. He had Usti on the team. Really but still, good. what made the four-hole thing so great to me is Lee Trevino. Right. Yeah. I love him. And that's a hole coming up here on the Quick 9. So, should the U.S. Open do this? Yes. Yes, they should all do it. Should the, and has there any been discussions in your organization about the PGA doing it? I know you had a long drive as a feature back at Valhalla for the first year, about yep, seven or eight years that's ago. That's
2: back at our section championship, which is way different level, but we did a nine-hole shootout with some of our past champions, uh, and we, we started a uh, a champion's dinner as well for our, oh, our, cool. for nice. our event. So Great. that's really cool. I, I I know there's a dinner. I would love to see them do something like that. I think it's a phenomenal idea.
1: Yeah, I think the U.S. Open would be the last one to do it if they do it. There's they still Probably. so stuffy. Come on, guys. Okay, hole number two, quick nine. How come Lee Trevino isn't a more high-profile PGA Tour legend? How come when I see Lee Trevino and hear Lee Trevino, I love Lee Trevino, how come it's like this rare treat, like, oh, yeah, Lee Trevino looks great at 82, by the way? This is the question. This is the question that your assistants love.
4: So Lee Trevino has six majors. All the people with seven majors are dead. Eight majors with Watson. And then you basically go to uh, living is Jack and, and Tiger, because I think it's hogan and and Palmer and
2: maybe sneed, yeah
4: and they 're all dead, so um, I, I I have to really take a look at this, and I usually don 't go into this department, but corporate America is not going to get on to Lee Trevino when he was hot because he was he was an, he was an oddity for the golf world he wasn 't white, he wasn 't african American he was what he was, right? Son was of Mexican.
1: a Mexican grave digger. Right. Literally.
4: So he was not going to do the commercials because no one was taking that leap because who's they're not going to buy his products, right? We don't Are you talking
1: that. in the 70s when he was relevant? Correct. Yeah. In the, okay.
4: in the 80s and then what I believe happened is he was huge on the senior tour. But you had to go to those tournaments to see who Lee Trevino was. Right. Cuz who Lee Trevino is is all 18 holes and the talking and all the other things. Right. And then also he had kind of a second family late yeah, you did. So I think he kind of checked out for a little while. We've seen Lee a lot more in the last three years because I think the second family, the kids are getting a little bit older. He's a treasure. He's on the second Mount Rushmore, as far as I'm concerned. Second in tier, golf. yes. He's yeah. not in
1: the firmament of players, but he's darn cool. He's in the top eight. And what a great story. Self taught, yeah. low ball cut hitter who bragged about pressure on the tour. Pressure was me playing for 20 bucks at the club. But I had in my
3: pocket. With 10 or $2 <laughs> yeah. or nothing yeah. in my pocket. Right. right. Yeah. You a Lee Trevino fan, uh, uh, Randy? Uh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. For for that kind of up and coming. My analogy, I kind of thought of it as like in in boxing, like the Ken Norton thing. He could go toe to toe with. Yeah. Why the isn't best. Ken Norton more celebrated? Right. And because right. he, he, he did. He won his mm-hmm. six majors right there. I have at a the great photo with Jack
1: Lee Trevino. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I love the way he says bonker.
4: You get down at a bonker. <laughs> and two majors of he didn't ever win the Masters. Didn't have the game for, it, but. Two majors of all the others.
1: I mean, two times. The ultimate shot maker. Two PGA's, two two U.S. Opens, two British. I mean, come on. That's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's great stuff. And and just a perennially upbeat guy. And I'm glad to see that he is in pretty good shape at 82. He's in great shape. And very sharp of mind. May he continue on forever. Would, hole number three, would irrigation at St. Andrews be an abomination? Or would it maybe make some sense? The course this week is so hard. So fast. I believe... At uh, the practice round today, uh, DeChambo hit six iron, 305 on number
4: 16. Uh, no, it is what it is, and it needs uh, to stay that way. Okay, Correct. so irrigation it be, no. would, it would be an abomination. It would look funny
2: with the grass being green. It would look funny, and it would play completely different. Sure. The, the, the it would whole, be way too easy. The whole thing about playing Lynx golf is running the ball up and, and controlling the ball on the ground. And but if you it can't. was irrigated, yeah, it would you be. You can't
4: control the ball on the ground. Well trying, well, trying. Well, when it's to this hard, it's so, going to be a challenge, right? So that's how do why. you
1: play for seventy yards of runout, uh, <laughs> 70 a run out,
3: Randy?
1: Seventy yards.
4: A, it's a different
3: shot. You go back to see. Remember when uh, Chambers Bay when they yes. were playing yeah, playing out right. there and just you hit and hope. You just hit it yeah. out there and wherever it wanted to go, it went. And so I look back the year Tiger won it and shot whatever nineteen under. Oh. No bunkers. Zero bunkers. That's, mm-hmm. incredible. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, how do, you, yeah. how do you do that on a, on it's a all course rain you and can't wind. control the ball? That's the irrigation.
2: Let's just hope for rain and wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, too it's but, too
3: late. Yeah, but irrigation. It's too late now. They've
1: had too hot, too dry. It's not coming. So, yeah. But, yeah. But,
2: but irrigation and, and attempting to control it would just be blasphemous.
4: Be awesome. It would also just way. be way too easy. Really? If it was Yeah, soft. because you could just
1: put what it in you, the fairway,
4: put it on the green. What if you grew the rough up? There's enough rough out there. you
1: grew the rough up. Just hear me out, Ronas. Irrigate the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Grow the rough up. Get narrow fairways. Make it like Carnoustie, but with the road hole in 18. I don't like it. <laughs> Very idea. good. You're yeah. like, just move along. <laughs> move along with that Disregard. discount take right there. Disregard. Okay. Hole number four. Could you sit all day in one of those massive grandstands, like at 18, and just watch one hole? No. Be tough, It'd be tough. It'd be tough. No, no chance. Because <laughs> you're up top, Randy. You're way far away. No chance. You're like but are not comfortable. You right. Know?
2: If, I mean, if I had a lazy boy and I was sitting at the bottom, you know, maybe we get to the close, you know, the area where we make it close. What about but when the
4: rain comes in and the wind and it's oh. 38 degrees and you see those people up there and they're just like <laughs> – It's great Scottish
1: to tough, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the way you got to be. They're not full the entire day. Because the day no, is like not. 15 hours long anyway. Correct. And that's another reason, by <laughs> but the way. at the, the end it'll be.
2: That's another yeah. reason, by the way, that, that uh, those four-hole uh, uh, champions events are easier over there. They got all that time at night. You know, oh, where right. it'll be oh, yeah. difficult over here. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Right. All right. Hole number five. Would you eat nothing but haggis for a week to get a guaranteed time on the old course?
4: Haggis, to me, seems like just a good, solid, firm diarrhea. So I'm not going to stick that. <laughs> I, I saw it when I went over there, and I said, under no circumstances. I don't even know what it is. I will ever, For ever. You yeah. yeah.
1: don't know
3: what it is? Look, now, look,
1: what is look it? Look up Tell the ingredients. Them. It's boiled sheep's belly. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. They, they, it's trails. The they, they put a bunch of meat and other stuff, vegetables, inside a sheep's belly, sew it up, and cook it. Yes. Boil it. So not. I've had Haggis,
2: and I've played St. Andrews. And I probably would not do it, but if you gave me some uh, seventeen outs, pints, like well, yeah, well, yeah, seventeen pints. I only have to eat it for one meal a day. I might,
1: I might get there. Okay, all right, Randy. <laughs> no, I'm out. Oh, you're out. Okay, very good. <laughs> Easy to say. Hole number six. Can you really wax poetic about the brilliance of St Andrews and the Old Course when there have been so many changes over the years? I mean, I get it. Like, oh. The design is simple and brilliant and all these options. And it's like this was not the Ten Commandments chiseled on tablets. This thing is a work in progress. They're adding bunkers to this day. I watched a Ron Witten aerial flyover yesterday on YouTube of every hole to try to re-familiarize myself. And are like, and here's a new bunker. And there's a new bunker. And they grew the rough up beyond 16 to make that area less inviting. <laughs> So can you okay, wax one, poetic
4: about the course when it's been changed so many times? All you have to, say, so you have to say about it is at some point someone stood there and said, not working, let's play the course the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, wouldn't that Because, yeah, right there? Uh, Tom Morris would play it the other way around many a time. The golf course, except for three holes, is a lovely plate of haggis. <laughs> and so there you go. But it's it's history.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Zave's uh, point is obviously it's history, but it's been altered history. Yeah. Uh, but I think we can still easily do that because we wax poetic about a place like Augusta National that change every year as well, yeah. different you know diff- for different reasons. But it's evolution. It's yeah. it, you know it's still the history. The reason why you want to play St Andrews and the reason why you want to have a British Open or excuse me an Open Championship yes. at at St Andrews is because of the history. You know that when we talk about the Swilkin Bridge, <laughs> we know who stood on that bridge.
3: Right. Yeah, right, Randy. Uh, same thing Augusta, and then you look at. How how Crenshaw and Cor work so hard on getting Pinehurst back to what it was, and just the nostalgia there. It's that's why we play the game of golf. We want to be a part of something that happened a hundred years ago. Did did you
1: guys happen to see the club pro guy video on his simulator of the 17th hole at Augusta? Talking about it. I mean, it's it's really classic. I'll try to show you the clip right here if you can see it or not. But uh I can think of three courses in Wichita alone that are better than this place. I honestly believe if you picked up this exact course and dropped it in suburban Dallas, even Club Corp wouldn't put their name on
2: it. <laughs> oh the entire
1: property is nothing but hardpan with random pot bunkers. And it's almost like whoever designed this place sensed it was lame and redundant So when he got to the 17th, he panicked and said, hey, let's spice things up and put a goddamn hotel right in the way the players have to hit over. Can you say
0: gimmick city? Let's give it a try.
1: He takes a couple shots here. That was Healy. I'm getting stuck. Way right.
2: The balance is perfect
1: Miguel, we can edit these out. Imagine playing the 17th at Augusta
0: National and having to hit over an Outback Steakhouse. That's what this is like.
2: At Three Jack
1: National.
0: damn it. God, wipey.
1: Let's move up a box. (laughs) Nice. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Dip, blasphemous, yes, but brilliant stuff. Okay, we move on. Hole number seven. Would you like to see the tradition of fans storming the 18th hole make a return? Yes. Be a bit of a security hazard, but care. that used to be a staple. Yep, they got to bring the rope. You
2: know, we were the ones who the PGA was the ones who were guilty of it at Kiowa with Phil Mickelson and and losing control. You lost Uh, control
1: of the rope down there, didn't you? Correct.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) There was no rope (laughs) other than the ones on the fairway, and then once they once two people went under, everybody went under. Right. Um, I I like that the traveling rope behind it that they normally do at the at the Open Championship on eighteen. It's a great look you know you hope there's no playoff cuz then you got to go back over where they trampled but well the
1: the player the the winner at the open championship would have to be in the clear once he hits his approach shot on 18 to storm it cuz otherwise yeah. you wouldn't want to do that right. but there's been times in which that's happened maybe if we get a good enough security detail with a good solid rope to protect the pod of the player and the caddy then we could do that and they could come through the sea of humanity right it's an awesome could, look. You, you That's could, so
4: good. Yeah, you could have just enough police officers that can surround them in an area that they can walk freely. Yeah. There's one long shot, I forget which open it was from, in which the
1: eventual winner hits his approach shot, and you're looking down from the green at him, long telephoto lens. As soon as he hits it, two groups of fans brrr, come stampeding in ahead of him, crisscrossing, and you don't even see the player after that. Yeah. It's yeah. a great shot. Hole number eight. What is the single best shot to have for Lynx golf, regardless of the golf course, regardless of the conditions that day?
4: A bump and run. I mean, uh, to, be in control, of run? to be able to control the We're trajectory the of the ball. A, a
1: chip shot bump and run, an approach bump and run. There are coming many varieties. Yeah, I mean, the, the
4: approach shot, Your approach Bumping. shot could be from 160 bump and run because okay. you're getting 70 yards of roll. So, okay, um, you know, it's just one of those things. You got you gotta be able to keep the ball low. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I, I was going the same direction just uh, off the tee. The stinger uh, drive. You you have to be able to not only control the trajectory for the wind, which we may not have this week, but the more precise thing that Tiger used to his advantage is hitting it to a spot where it's not going to roll into one of those pot bunkers in a fairway. You know, being able to control within a couple yards so that you know it's not going to take that hard left turn there or whatever the situation is for
3: them to get to the Randy. bunkers. Uh, I would say lag putting because some yes. of those, I mean, you're 100. Ding, ding, ding. it's great 70 one. yards off the green and that's, they're thinking about yeah, putting. That's a good one.
1: I would say the most important shot for Lynx Golf is the medicine shot, knowing when mm. to take your medicine. The sideways or even backward shot out of a pot bunker. Yes. Got to know when to do it. Yep. Got to be realistic going, well, the, the face of this bunker is not that high. Yeah, That's when you have to go, well, how high do I really launch it out of the sand? Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you'd be, be in there all day. That's no, a great point. Okay. Hole number nine, last one here. If Augusta and the old course are the purest of major wins, meaning your majors came at Augusta and your British came at the old course, what would be the, the matching set if you were to win the U.S. Open and the PGA in terms of iconic, legendary courses? I'm assuming Pebble would be the U.S. Open, but I'm open to counter narratives. There's a lot of U.S. Open venues right, all that those I think Northeast, you can put in there.
2: You know, Shinnecock, all those types of places.
1: Yeah. Home of now, Francis, now, we met. When now is that's more iconic than Pebble, even? Yeah. I think well, it is it's just hasn't been as common, game. though. Okay. You know, it's, it's been a while since. Randy? Uh, U.S. Open, what would be the iconic course? Everyone says, obviously, the old course is the iconic open.
3: Yeah, I think you're still Pebble, but some of the old courses, which they have shown, you know, Oak, the Oakmont and some the of those. Oakmont's good one. They're holding up. Okay. So, what about the PGA? Now, your
1: organization I, has moved around quite a bit, and you've changed philosophies on venues. And we've
2: changed seasons, so we're now That's in, the, right. in, the, in the spring since fall. Uh, you know, There may not be one yeah beth page now beth is probably pa- uh, page one is of is the ones one. on there yeah. you know yeah.
4: and us Kiowa, open Kiowa you still have to bring like marion yes. and those yeah. guys is it, back what forward. about kewa Whistle- yeah,
2: whistling Straits have all been look kind the very pga good. is Best.
4: is a little bit more of a sports car right the pga championship is a little bit more of a sports car they 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 get some some different kind of not as old school yeah. some tinting some yeah. uh, rims a little more exciting right the pga championship but right? i
1: like it though yeah. no no i like it too viva la variety okay We'll come back here. Final segment of this week's Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom, plausibly live from one of Buddy's beautiful hitting bays here in Tyson's Corner. We're back after this.
0: You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, airborne.
1: We are back. Final segment here. Zabe with John Ronas from River Creek, John Gould from the Mid-Atlantic PGA, and Randy Ramsey from Golfdom. We got a final segment here to talk about a little bit more about the Open Championship and then any personal items from our experiences in golf this past week. Let's start with the Open itself. Who do you like this week, even though if you're waiting to hear this on the radio, it'll already be Saturday, and the guys we pick could have already been trunk-slamming.
4: Mr. Cutton. Well, I mean, I need Rory to win. <laughs> you I need just it. need him for I the know. game. And as I yeah. said on the last major, I think it was the last major, I said we need to have no-live guys playing well. Cut. And those, those are the biggest things that I'm looking for. But I also don't want the golf course to get out of hand um, in that – you know they can't control the ball whatsoever, and there's a lot of weird breaks and things like that. So you know some of that, but if it's no rain and it's wind, no rain and wind, that place is in trouble right now because it's <laughs> rock hard. Yeah, and then if it's windy, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But you know, I, I I we need we need some of the old school, some of the veterans to come through this week to bring to bring for the final major some closure to this whole live thing, and so I am rooting for, um, you know, whether it's a Shafley who's a young star, whether it's a Zala whether it's a McElroy, I do need someone like that that comes in and, and, and brings us into the fall in a good spirit.
2: Yeah, I like that. You, you we want someone with a little, you know, panache from the from the tour side, not the live side. So I agree with all those guys. I, I'm 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 rooting for the Shawfully uh you know Scottish and, and British uh combo. I think that's gonna be a, a, a fun thing to look at. My concern, not not quite about losing the golf course, is if there's no wind and no rain. Is the golf course going to be too easy? Mm. Are we going to see sixty twos mm. and sixty threes? Are we going to see the winning score be twenty under or something ridiculous like that? In the end, I don't think it really matters if the champion, as you described, was is of the ilk that we would we would like. You know, the score and, and it doesn't matter, but that would be something I would I would all be keeping my eyes on as well.
3: Yeah, if the weather if the weather stays down, I mean, you look at some of the the best scores of all time. Faldo was eighteen. Tiger was nineteen under. In, in those majors, but the win 2010, uh, I believe when they had it there, you know Rory came out shot 63. Hey, I got this, and then it's just a matter of it's such a potluck on when your tea time is and yeah. when that win especially came when in. It, yeah, he shot 63 the next day he shoots 80, um, and and mess that way, and and then in 2015 the next time around they came through, uh, they had a 10 hour. Wind delay. Yeah, yeah. Let's take some time off and just let this thing cool down. Yeah. So Eleven
1: is problematic. It's the highest point on an otherwise flat course, right, right off the water.
3: So it goes back so. to your irrigation. Just pump those suckers up, and
1: well, I believe that year they cut the eleventh green about a foot slower on the stimp because yeah. they just couldn't handle it, yeah. given the situation. All right, I'll put a quid on Zalatoris. It's Zalatoris time, uh, twenty-seven to one. And all right, give me a quid on Cam Smith at twenty-two to one.
4: Cam Smith. Yes, Interesting. sir. The
1: Aussie. Wait, give me a quid on also uh, Thomas at 20. Other than that, I'm fine. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. I want Burns at 42 to 1. <laughs> I want. Four quid on those four guys. Am I allowed to bet I four actually, quid? I'm not a better. What's, a, what's look, a quid? I don't I looked, even know. I don't
4: even, but I looked at the betting sheet. I don't, I don't even know what I'm looking at, but I'm not a better. But Tringali was like pretty good odds. Like he's yeah. in the middle of the pack, and he yeah, almost Yeah, he, he almost, almost won, won last week. Yep. So I think I might put a quid. What is that, $6? Whatever I'm gonna is. I'm going to put a quid on Tringali.
1: <laughs> I don't even see him listed on my sheet right here, no, so you he might be far getting down. an even better set of odds, a hundred and forty to one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good make a good eight hundred fifty
2: bucks. I like it.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, what else about the tournament? Didn't talk about Tiger's odds. Tiger sixty. Tiger is currently sixty to one.
4: Okay, so I wouldn't put that bet down there. But there's another thing that I you know I think we all hope that Tiger competes. Makes the cut. Because yep. we want to see him on the weekend. And, again, Tiger is, is incredibly important for the game. Again, I just want a good spirit for the rest of the season of my members so that they can, you know, talk – something to talk about. You know, like, wasn't that great what Tiger did? Wasn't that great with whatever? If, they, if it's – boy, D. DeChambeau won the British – the Open Championship. Yeah, who's uh, going to care?
1: The favorite of the, of the live guys in terms of betting odds, Dustin Johnson at 32-1. to one. Uh, Usti's 40 to 1, Kepka's 42 to 1. Uh, scrolling down here, Deshambo 65 to 1. Do you see
2: Deshambo's paired with John Daly? I did. That's, that's an interesting pair. They're gonna, get, they're gonna
3: give him the trophy back in the, back in the locker room. <laughs> what right. trophy? If he wins. If he, oh, right. if they yeah, exactly. one of the live guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be interesting. I don't think it's gonna it, Don't
4: forget, they've only been playing 54 whole events. Yeah, yeah not to mention that they all are teeing off at 10 a.m. Because yep. it's a shotgun. Because the member guessed basically what they're right. playing in. Right. So to have to wait till two o'clock for a tea time, to have to whatever. do the early the next day. Yeah. After early that. then late. So, you know, these guys hopefully will just stink. And that's, <laughs> that's the. Goal. And, and the stamina of
2: playing the fourth round, they yeah. just well plummet. I
4: hope. Okay, so I, I saw people
1: questioning on social media, what's the big deal between fifty-four and seventy-two holes, and. I was screaming at my phone because these people are idiots. Don't you get it? That in golf, anyone can have one bad round at any time. Yeah, it's yachts. So, so one extra round is a much stiffer test. Four versus three. Yeah, I that actually is- have
2: this conversation uh, with our PGA professionals who, when we play in state opens and, and other events or tour qualifiers or even when they make tour events, our most of our pros play either single day or thirty six hole events. And that extra mental focus that you got to keep, and you can talk about this all the time, but for that third round in our case, or maybe even a fourth round, yeah. that's where our guys lose it. It's not the physical stamina. Right. It's not their legs. It's the focus of hitting every shot and concentrating on Avoiding every shot. Avoiding disaster I, I, it, for four
4: it is, days It is, is your It is your legs when you're 40, you know, right. and certainly sure. when you're 53, but... It's the mental stamina, but it also identifies the best player the more rounds you play. No question. You know, the high school state championship went from two rounds to one round. Now it's just a, just a crap shoot, shoot right, that yep. you, you get lucky one day. So 72 holes is perfect format, and, and again, that's why that live is just garbage. Yeah. All
1: right. Any show and tell from the week that was, I'll start with a couple. I was up in Wisconsin, got to play some very nice courses, including the bowl where I'm going to have my Bloody Horns tournament a week from this Saturday. It's in spectacular shape under new ownership, and they really put a lot into it. Um, and the owner, John Dunphy, who I played with, was talking about they took out a number of bunkers. Bunkers are money, as you know, yeah. boys. just money. Expense, pits. yep. Yeah. yeah, maintenance, pulling the drains, trimming them, weeding them, all that. But they had to get Nicholas's permission because it's a Nicholas Signature course, the only one in Wisconsin. Wow. And, you know, he, he has a certain amount of rights in their contract saying, if you really take this thing sideways, we can take our name off of it. But he approved of the uh, bunker removals, and okay. you really didn't miss them. They looked good on a blueprint, nice. and they looked good when it first opened, but then you got to pay for them. Yeah. So yep. that was, that was yeah. wonderful. It was in great shape. Yeah, it's
2: probably easier for the public to play, too. Yeah. It,
1: it is. That's yep. what they said. The other was I got to uh, get trounced by a very classy young lady uh, by the name of Rachel Coughlin, who plays at Central Michigan, and her family, her uh, father, Jason, who runs Wisconsin Golf Trips, and Jason's wife, Cindy, who is just an incredible gamer of a gal – out there, the three of them, I felt very lucky. And I had sort of, you know, bragged a bit to Rachel. I'm like, I'm going to beat you. You know, I beat Furyk seven and six. Of course, he was giving me 10 strokes and yeah. I was playing from four teams up. Yeah. You know, and, and sure enough, she didn't miss. Oh, yeah. Not a long hitter. Tiny little thing. But, man, she, uh, she was like a little scorpion. So I, I had her do this posed photo of her stomping me out there. That's great. I like That's that. Nice. that. There's a good one right there. That's so there's great. my show and tell from the last uh, week or so. Any show and tell to close out the show.
4: You know, we, we had our River Creek Cup, and I think it's just interesting. It's just, you know, it's a tournament, but it's just yep. basically a stroke play kind of club championship thing. And uh, congratulations to Craig Roberts, who won it. But he beat Rock Cartwright. Oh, so yeah. Former Redskin. Rock, you know, not to take any away from Craig, Rock, his, his second now life is a competition of golf. And oh, I think it's wonderful it. yeah. to see that. And he was... You know, he wasn't upset, but he was just as down that he didn't win that, oh, yeah. you know, as, as you would think an athlete would be. So I think that's what, what we get in golf. We get this CEO or this former athlete or whatever, this second life of competition. It's It's very, very, very cool to see.
1: All
2: right. Yeah, I got a chance. Uh, we had a foundation board meeting at TPC Potomac and uh, got to play the course uh, last week, and it was mint. You know, I mean, I was there uh, when we had the Wells Fargo and mm-hmm. I was starting, and it was wet and it was cold and freezing. Yeah, man, it is in phenomenal shape. It was right. a great time playing with some of my foundation board members. And then uh, lastly, uh, we, uh, this is open week for our professionals and, and the amateurs in the area. So the Maryland Open is finishing up today as we record on Wednesday mm-hmm. Manor Country Club. And then uh, start the Virginia Open starts uh, the state of Virginia starts Friday at uh, Independence in Richmond
1: so All right, Randy, do they right. let, do they well, let you out of the golf ball prison
3: that yeah, you stand Yeah, how about in? that? I got out I got out for a day. Let's There's talk about a
2: Great. We got the draft coming and, up. I know. Uh, we did already.
3: And I'd be remiss yeah. if I didn't say, you know, when this airs uh, Saturday, come down and see us uh, Golfdom 40th anniversary. Uh, this nice. is our week this week Discounts. So, uh, come down. Well, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Buddy deal with the discount part. Yeah. Come there is come 10%. and see us. We'll have the open on yes. and uh, come down and just talk golf and yeah. hang out with us for a little bit. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's great.
1: great and store. good luck this week. Thanks. Yes, good good luck, you, That's going to be very exciting. This store was started uh, behind a NTB tire, <laughs> tire warehouse on Tyco Road in Tyson's, 82. I went there yep. to buy my first ever uh, tailor-made burner driver <laughs> with a hard cord grip. That yeah, tore my hands Because
2: up, that was but, tour, right? That was remember, a door grip. It
1: was the only thing that wouldn't get slippery back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Took it out to Woody's range. Good times. Very honored to be here. Boys, thank you. Great show today, and thank you for listening. Have yourself a great Open Championship weekend. It's so great. You watch it in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you play in the afternoon. Yeah. So savor it. We'll see you next week on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golf